Hey, fabulous friends. Buckle up and get set for a ride taking my broken and turning it into beautiful. We discuss all of that right here on Tragic to Magic with your host, Marnie. Our vibe, never let anyone dull your sparkle. Never give up. So if you're ready for raw, real stories of strength and transformation, you're in the right place. Welcome to our podcast, where we always keep it sparkling. Hey, Tragic to Magic fam. How are you guys? Thank you so much for everybody that has been listening. I loved rebranding, rejuvenating, resting, and really digging into who I want to talk to, niching it down. And I changed the name and the vibe, and it's now Tragic to Magic. And this is my 51st episode, which... My personal goal was to get to 50. It's taken a little bit longer, like two and a half years, but you know what? I am here. So this episode is called Generational Trauma Ends Now. It ends, goodbye, we're throwing it out the window. Our ancestors, legit, they left us traumatic. Everybody in some way is going through something but nobody knows how to handle it. People don't know how to navigate it. People are afraid to say anything's wrong with them, which I have a very hard time, maybe because I'm 53, I've lived it, I heal every day, I've been studying this journey, this healing journey for the past five years. But it's, it's when somebody said, oh, it's so brave, you talk about it. And I'm like, brave? Oh my gosh, people, you're not alone. Do you have anxiety? Me too. Do you have ADHD? Me too. Did you find out as an adult? I did. Do you have depression? Oh, I do. Were you diagnosed with OCD? Uh, I was. But nobody has ever wanted to talk about. You either have People are in the nut house, or one flew over the cuckoo's nest, or I'm not going to a shrink. And it's been so stigmatized because I guess the way it had, I guess the way they do things, um, the way people were put in, I guess, are institutionalized. And the people that work at these hospitals treat these patients like they're animals, like true animals not knowing, wait, maybe they were born this way. Maybe they have something wrong with them. They can't help the way they are. Do you, like, do you really think people want to go around whatever it is they may be doing, banging their head against the wall or continuously talking or whatever symptom they may have? Because I got to tell you guys, this whole antiquated world we live in, it has to stop. I was watching a documentary and it was on the um, mass shootings and the shooters and what the victims and survivors had gone through. And they are, I'm not going to say traumatized lightly. I am going to say they are all messed up for probably the rest of their lives. And there are people that go on trial for that. And um, they're like, okay, well, let's put you in a mental hospital because it's a mental thing. Now, the antiquated world we live in, there should not be any more of this, well, temporary insanity or insanity plea. Now that we know our ancestors left us traumatic, our job 
everybody, I don't care if you're 90, if you're 50, if you're 40, 30, if you have a new baby coming into this world, we, our job and our responsibility is to heal ourselves. You hear me? We have to heal ourselves. We cannot choose what life we are born into, but we can certainly change how our circumstances affect us. Nobody went through more shit and horror than I. Seriously, I was born into trauma. I I didn't even have anyone really, I didn't have a mommy and daddy cuddle or cradle me when I was born. My father left at four months old and my mother, God bless her, um, attempted suicide. So I was basically behind the eight ball when I was born. And I can't tell you that my life got much better from that. But I decided at 47, when I was diagnosed with ADHD, I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm healing myself. And healing myself and getting all my diagnosis, it didn't change anything other than, okay, now I know I wasn't crazy, lazy, stupid, ditzy, and everything else I was called. My brain just works differently than other people's brain. But when I was growing up and my father, my second father, disappeared when I was eight years old, nobody ever said to me, um, Marnie, you know what? Let's go talk to Dr. So-and-so and process your feelings. No, I started eating cookies and getting chunky and then I was bullied for being fat. Let me tell you something. If anybody out there has bullied or you hear someone bullying, um, we are, when people... When I was called fat and chubby and teased, like I was using food for comfort. So I'm already upset. Can you not say those words? So when bullies out there, which I know I'm all over the place, but I guess I get so passionate. I want people to understand that hurt people hurt, hurt people hurt people. And the people who bully are living probably something at home. Their moms could be an alcoholic, a drug addict. Their father could be abusive. They could be going through a multitude of things. So their way of projecting or processing, which is not the right way, is to bully. I want everyone out there to know that when somebody is rude to you, mean to you, bullies you, I want you to look at them and go, please go heal yourself and walk away because that is what's wrong with them. So at 47, back to that, when I'm talking about my ADHD diagnosis, clearly I'm all over the place and that's a very good representation of my ADHD, but I am open about it and so should you guys. Who cares? Like, she has anxiety. Okay, we all do. She gets depressed, but nobody needs to know. I'm just talking about all you other people out there. If you sometimes don't want to leave your house, if you don't want to leave your bed, I have been there. I have slept on my bathroom floor in a fetal position. I have been there. You're not alone, guys. You are so not alone. And the reason people don't want to come forward is because you don't want to be looped in with a mass shooter or people that kill and they're put in institutions? No. So going back to healing ourselves, our ancestors left us, like I said, a ton of trauma. So everybody's walking around. Some 
most don't even realize in their subconscious they have inner triggers, can't understand why they are feeling depressed, why they have lost interest in their activities, why they can't get out of bed. What's going on with me? And people just compartmentalize it. Nobody wants to talk about it, but you have to. I Here's an analogy. If you take a ball and you push it under the water in a pool, keep pushing it, you keep pushing it. Eventually, it's going to pop out. Whoosh! Imagine that being your emotions when you finally snap at the wrong place, at the wrong time, at the wrong person. And a lot of people snap because they are unhealed. Very few of us are walking around really identifying what our triggers are, what is wrong with us. When you know what it is that is causing you to act whatever way it may be, um, if you Oh, how do I explain this? I have, you know, I have every disorder every month. It's a different, um, sell, like, um, self love month, um, world mental health day, which is October 10th. You have national ADHD month, OCD awareness month. I could be a calendar and not only a calendar, I could have multiple pictures on multiple months. Like this is National Mental Health Awareness Month and ADHD Awareness Month. I am both. I am a poster child for disorders is what I am. And I love it. This is where gratitude and gosh, people, I have every reason to be miserable. I have every reason to hate, to be angry. I have so many reasons, but no way am I going to infest my body with negativity on stuff that happened to me in the past because this is my my mess became my message and my passion became my purpose. Because I went through everything and I have everything, so many people will not feel like they are alone at all. If you were in a marriage not for love, if you are a child that was bullied, if you have an eating disorder, all of the above, I am a human miracle, guys. I don't know how I'm alive. I don't know how I'm here. But at the time, it, I used to have so many pity parties. Why me? Why me? And then I realized one day, I was like, oh, I get it, universe. You chose me to help other people. So when I say I'm grateful, look at what I have now. The experience to share my lived stories of what it's like to not leave your bedroom for days, for months. If you know what it's like to obsess so much over something you can't function. If you know what it's like to see somebody and run the other way and hyperventilate, I don't even know how I have been able to even do my podcast because it, I, I used to get so nervous and jittery. And I know I talk a lot and I talk all over the place, but it was really bad at one time when I was doing, see, life is all preparation for what is going to happen next. Things you wouldn't even dream of. So I did a whole bunch of radio interviews and they would ask questions and it would be those two parts. Like, what was it like growing up with this and how did you handle that and this and that? And I was like, 
what was the question again? Like you lost me. So I learned, okay, now I write it down as we speak. So I am able to make modifications to my life because I am aware of what I have. So there is no shame in going to There are so many online therapists. If you want a personal cheerleader, call me. If you want someone to empower you, call me. If you want somebody to make your office staff feel better, call me. I did it for American Airlines. Their employee day for their training, I went in and spoke to them. And even if I mentioned this on a prior episode, which is so badass for me to say prior episode, um... They got up, I put on Pitbull, and they were like, oh yeah, and it was like being at a wedding. It was fantastic. So it's me, hi, I'm the product, it's me. Aside from my amazing store of affirmations, I'm going into a commercial, I guess. I have everything from loungewear to hoodies to kitchenware to mugs to inspirational Head to toe. I even have socks. I want everybody, no matter whether you're driving, whether you're cooking, whether you're sitting at home with a blanket looking down, you will feel good with one of my 600 products at peacelovemarnie.com. You can book a free consultation with me, 15 minutes, see if we vibe, see if I am the type of person that you would want to cheer you on. It's like a grown-up guidance counselor. And if you have my immense passion is teenage girls, I am stuck perpetually at 17 years old, which I love. See, the most horrific night of my life in 1987, being left alone on a highway with nobody who wanted me with my mother driving away with her friggin' crack addict boyfriend. And I um, am glad to be stuck now at that age because I am forever young. So it makes me bubbly and giggly. And there have been the nasty biatches that are like this one girl, call her Liz. She was like, Marnie, what's the color of the sky you live in? And I'm like, okay, woman, this still haunts me. I think it was like 10 years ago. And I'm like, right now I'm having anxiety. So one of my symptoms is probably talking a lot, talking fast, talking about Bravo, which I really need to discuss about Bravo because it has become detrimental to my anxiety. When I actually wrote um, Bravo and the Housewives an acknowledgement in my book, which is also on Amazon, True to Myself, Peace, Love, Marnie. My book is so friggin' badass that when I was at NIH, National Institute of Health last year, walked into the bookstore and I asked for the manager and I said, hi, um, here's my book. I would love to sell it. And they said, well, he will be back tomorrow. Why don't you come back tomorrow? And I happened to have been there for clinical trial my son was in. And the next week it was in the window display right next to the Dr. Fauci bobblehead. That's front and friggin' center at the National Institute of Health Bookstore. That is how my book is so powerful. Read the reviews. If you don't feel inspired and grateful for your life after reading my book, I will give you um, $1,000 right now. Basically, cash. I will will sell you $1,000 if you read my book and you go, no, Marnie, you know what? 
uh, I wasn't inspired. And the reason that we need to end this friggin' generational trauma is, be, is because people need help. They don't need handcuffs. Here's an example. My family, we all were unaware, again, we're all unaware of, I didn't know what triggers were. I did not know why my emotions were so all over the place, why I would break down and become another person. I was like the Hulk, She-Hulk, except mine was like rhinestones. And my family or and my daughter, oh, I feel so bad. That's why you guys need to all heal yourselves. And when I realized that I would morph into this I don't know who I was, this traumatic morph of anger and crying and yelling. And I was scary. I was scary to myself, uh, my family. No, wait, let me back up for a second before I tell you what my family did. Poor Brittany. I love her. I want to hug her so bad, especially when she went through the banging of her umbrella. She was having a breakdown. Something triggered her. She was not in the here and the now. And poor thing, it had to be filmed. But in my house, I had a pool table and I had pool sticks. And because of the lack of awareness, my family taunted me. We're going to call the police. We're going to call the police on you. And now I'm screaming, please don't, please don't do that. Because nobody was aware that people are just triggered and having a breakdown or they're lost and they're not in this here and now moment because we're not healed. There's a, I could have snapped. There have been times I almost snapped and my daughter had to come save me. That is where the awareness and the acceptance is the key to any recovery. Because now I pause. That's the other thing. You pause before you react. It's a knee-jerk reaction that if somebody says something, we want to say it back and you have to have the last word and you have to prove a point. No, you don't. That moment that you're trying to argue and vent on social media and whatever it is you do, it's because you're unhealed and you're projecting your anger in so many different ways. And look, here's another grateful thing that I never in a million years thought would happen. I just shared my story being Marnie. I know people talk about me. I don't care. It's none of my business what people say about me. You should not care what people say about you because it's none of your friggin' business. However, I don't care. But by being Marnie, I have made so many fun connections, met so many amazing people. You know, and writing for Newsweek has been just the ultimate. I mean, yes, pictures, I can make myself look a little bit filtered and give myself a little Botox when needed through the camera or the picture. But my writing is so authentic. But the writing isn't just the thing, it's the lived experiences I've had. And the way I have healed, I am able to let people know in an actual survivor's way. I guess I look like I am just an emotional therapy. It's like whether I'm an alcoholic, I am somebody who has to stay and work on my emotions daily. So I am an emotional addict. I need to every moment, live this moment by moment, very conscious and very aware to never let myself, well, I really guess I don't because if something happens, 
I believe in the universe so much because I'm here. I mean, my life, the way I am now, I got a do-over in my life. I get a do-over in my with my husband. We are not married, but we're together again. So we now know, okay, this is why this happened. And from my family that was so anti um, therapy, anti everything for a while. And, you know, don't give me mental health now over the years listening to me. They have all learned and we laugh now because you got to find humor who we were and what my husband and I did when we met. Little bit of a juicy story. We met, it was an affair. Really, my life is Jackie Collins meets mental health. Some of you will get that. Some of you won't. But I have I have just had the most colorful, dramatic life. And I have been beaten down, literally and figuratively, um, a million times. And I should... I shouldn't be alive, but I know I was needed on this earth, and I love doing what I'm doing. Now that I have taken the time to heal, not put too much on my plate, sharing my experiences, my wisdom with everybody, and wanting to just have everybody love themselves, no matter who you are, you have a special gift. If you love baking and you don't being popular is is so stupid. It's such outer validation. When you love yourself and what you do, if you love baking, for example, look at the people on these competitions now, best cakes or best bake-offs. You know, who's making fun of who now if you ever felt bullied? I love when I see people that are so colorful, like, I don't know, just like a makeup artist. Um, he did my makeup the other day and his tattoos were the most fascinating. And I was like, what are your tattoos of? And he was like old forties, um, movie actresses. And it was like Elizabeth Taylor and Rita Hayworth. And just, I was like, oh my gosh, like I love and love hearing the story where that came from and just colorful people and everything. But I'm going to go now back. Sorry, ADHDs. My brain is all over the place. So when my family would say, we're calling the police, we're calling the police. No. Why? Because I have unhealed trauma and something triggered me and now I'm an eight-year-old girl in my mind. What triggers come back as this reaction to what our body was used to. So I did not know that I lived my entire life in this fight or flight mode. There, it, Everything makes sense. So it is the best thing when you fall apart because you can put yourself back together like that big disco ball that we all are. I cannot wait, actually, because I'm going to be 54 in May and I'm going to have my Studio 54 theme birthday. I probably have been planning that ever since I heard it on Modern Family, how they had a Studio 54th. But oh, it was a Studio 54th of July, but this will be my Studio 54th birthday. And I put myself together like a big old disco ball or in the Swifties, a mirror ball. So think of it like this, girls. When you fall apart, you're just becoming a mirror ball. And Taylor Swift, my, oh, I love her. I cannot wait to see that movie. I am actually going with my mother and my daughter. See, you never know what life is going to throw at you because... If you would have told me a year ago I would have been going to a movie with my mother and Taylor to see Taylor Swift, I would have been like, oh, okay. So when help, not handcuffs, 
is probably the most important thing every police station should be funded for and should understand. Because when they would say, we're going to call the police, I'd say, no, no, no. Because I, in my mind, am going to be thrown up, locked away until now. We would never get to that place, but I would say, I'm friggin' triggered. Leave me the heck alone. So there have been people, and I get it because I have heard, do not say this. Um, Are you okay, ma'am? Are you okay, ma'am? No, no, I'm not okay, officer, but I don't need to be in jail. So everyone that is sitting in a jail cell, I can assure you, has unhealed trauma in some way. So putting people um, in a mental hospital versus a jail, everything needs to just start over. My next episode, I am really getting into how I don't understand there is no talking about the PTSD that everybody has been facing in our country since these mass shootings and the trauma all over this world and everything, every time you put on the news, something bad happens, reporters and first responders and people and children. Why are there not funds and everybody getting the help they need? That's what I was saying. I was watching this documentary on the mass shooters and the survivors, and the signs were there for every single one of them. But parents or caregivers or somebody, they put their head in the sand like ostriches, and they're like, well, he used to shoot animals. Gee, that's not clue number one. All of these kids were not in their right mind, and nobody got them the help they needed. One kid said, I'm going to go shoot up the school, and they sent him back to class because nobody wants to talk about mental health. Well, that's going to change because I am going to shout from the friggin' rooftops that we all, every single one of us, no matter how old we are, stop where we are, pause, like freeze dance. Stop where you are, and now let's all change our thinking, our mindset to say, you know what? I don't like the way I feel. Let's, here's an example. Let's say you come home from work and you had asked your kids to do the dishes. They're not done. You had a long drive. You had a long day. You had a client that drove you crazy. And now you look at your kids and you say, I told you to do the dishes. And now your kids are arguing back and now everyone's screaming and you don't know what the argument was about. But communication. I don't care how detailed, the more detailed, the better. Tell your family, it's not you. I'm upset. Um, I don't mean to be, to take it out on you, but what's really going on is nobody, I wasn't listened to. This is reminding me subconsciously that I am not listened to. I've asked people to do things and when it doesn't happen, I react. So now I just took it out on you kids. But if you're in a yucky mood, tell your family, tell them, don't storm out, don't ignore them, say, I need a timeout, whether it's to your spouse, your son, your child, your daughter, your sister, your brother, rather than argue, don't just abruptly leave because that's like rude, but just say, I'm taking my time out. I am taking a time out and remove yourself until you can calm down. Let it out. You know, I preach all the time. It's okay not to be okay. Of course it is. We're human. But it's when you stay in that place, when you stay in that dark place two weeks. And I really want to talk about the signs and the symptoms and what to look for. 
there, the suicide rate, and I talked about this in this last, the last episode I did, I don't even, it's just becoming so horrifying that every time I think about one out of every 10 high school students have possibly contemplated suicide. And it's all because of this dang social media and comparing. And I promise every single one of you out there, and I hope it's a whole bunch of you. And if, even if it's just one person, don't compare your life to what you see on social media. It's all fake. I just posted um, a picture of me yesterday, all sparkly and pink, and I had my makeup done for a video. Oh my God, I cannot wait for my trailer. I have been trying to explain my life for three, four years now, and nobody understands the depth of my trauma. So I had to have a movie trailer basically made a sizzle reel, and it should be due any day now. So I'm due. It should be out any day now. So I am so friggin' excited. Wait, I lost what I was saying. Loving ourselves. Stop comparing. Um, yes. Oh, so when I put my picture up the other day, it was pink and sparkly, but I... Of course, I filtered a little bit and took away some of my non-Botox lines. Yes, I am vain. Vanity, my entire life has been caused, has caused my insanity. I, I write about it. I was not loved if I wasn't thin. I wasn't loved if I didn't look good. I had to, I was 20 years old. I think I was like 185 pounds and I was told, uh, maybe you shouldn't wear a bikini, clearly. But then I went to the extreme because I don't have a middle. My trauma, my ADHD, everything gives me a black or white thinking. I eat or I don't eat. I stay home and looking basically homeless or I'm all glammed up. I love you or I hate you. I have been learning and try every single day to find that gray. So it's, um, that, so not putting a picture of myself without being somewhat non-Botoxed was important to me, but I'll look like that. So I would never want anybody to look and say, oh, I don't, you know, look like that because I don't either. I, I give myself, um, a little bit of a filter change because I want to have a great photo. I don't know why I just said it like that photo. Anyway, on that note, guys, this was a really fun episode. I am so passionate now and this inner firecracker in me and talking to you guys again has been the best therapy for me. Talking about what I have gone through to other people. And if one person can say, I've been there, I've done exactly what I love to do. And remember, keep yourself in that peace bubble. If anybody is a drop of negativity, boop, they're gone. Nobody can burst your peace bubble. Imagine yourself surrounded by a big bubble of peace. Keep yourself in that. Don't let anybody burst that. Stay true to yourself. Love yourself. I am so excited. We have my Newsweek edition, my Newsweek episode next, talking about what I wrote and why I wrote it. Don't forget to check out peacelovemarnie.com. Never let anyone dull your sparkle and sending you guys so much love and so much peace. Until next time. 
There you have it. Another episode of Tragic to Magic coming to a close. But remember, the magic doesn't end here. Keep shining, keep pushing, and remember no one, and I mean no one, has the power to dull your sparkle. It's your light, your strength, your magic. Thank you for being part of the Tragic to Magic fam. You can listen on all podcast platforms. Don't forget to check out our website, peacelovemarnie.com. Until next time, stay strong, stay sparkly. Much love and peace. Thank you.